0: Do the right thing. Spike Lee's 1989 film is probably his most popular film. I think it's certainly his most well-known film for people who have just a passing acquaintance with Lee's uh, directing, uh, Lee's filmmaking. I do know uh, from an article that a colleague of mine sent me in 2022, right right before fall semester when I taught the course at University of Maryland, um, that it was one of it's one of the two most popular films for cinema and media studies courses in uh, at uh, U.S. university colleges and universities. I find that interesting for a lot of reasons. I certainly think that the film is worth it. It certainly is legendary. It has uh, aesthetic dimensions that I think are really interesting, and I want to touch on here in a bit. But it was also a little bit surprising to me because I remember when the film came out. I remember the. In- Immense amount of racial anxiety that came around the film's release. White people and white media was absolutely uh, losing it over this film and, and the notion that, that Lee was going to induce race riots across the country or bring about, you know, who knows what, right? Just a basic white racial panic. It's so interesting to me, I remember seeing the film when it came out in Seattle, Washington, and and being really surprised actually uh, at at how controversial it was and and how it had inspired this this, uh, white panic. But also it made sense to me, and it made sense to me because I do think that any film that deals with white racism is perceived by white people as an assault on them, right? that to tell the truth about the persistence of racism is, is somehow a direct attack on white people. That when I teach it is rarely the case, uh, it's rarely the case that we need to discuss that in detail. I teach in a black studies department and, and, you know, as a result, uh, most, most students are not white and the reception of the film is very different. But nevertheless, it takes place in an interracial space. That is, it's a it's, the space of the film itself is interracial. This is something that I want to talk about uh, also in this bit. But when we talk about the film, and this goes for popular as well as more academic criticism. So much of the the conversation is around the penultimate scene when Mookie throws uh, a garbage can through the window of Sal's pizzeria, and. Uh, riot ensues and the pizzeria burns down, and people take that to really be what the, the title of the film is about. Did Mookie do the right thing? That's not without a warrant. Indeed, that's a major question in the film. It's, it's, the, it's the climax of the film, really. But one of the things that I want to say uh, in this, this piece now is that the question of doing the right thing is across the entire film. There's a really important moment at the beginning when the mayor or uh, Ossie Davis's character says to Mookie, Spike Lee's character, says, Mookie, always do the right thing. And when he says that to Mookie, on the one hand, of course, you hear that and you think, "Okay, that's the title. And, you know, there's a kind of odd thrill. I'm sure there's a literary term for it. A sort of odd sort of affective thrill when you hear the title of the film in the dialogue. But what interests me in that moment is is not that he tells him, do the right thing. Uh, That's an interesting thing to say, and it's the title of the film, but that he says, always do the right thing. When he says, always do the right thing, that tells me that the film is about more than just the moment when Mookie throws a garbage can through Sal's pizzeria window. It is rather a question of tracking Mookie and other characters, and other groups of characters, because because you know, Bugging Out is played by Giancarlo Esposito, and 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 the sort of crew that that he's a part of and that follows him around. Um, they have uh, they, they operate sort of as one unit, but all sorts of characters, and in some ways, the entire film is the question at each turn: who is and who is not doing the right thing? What does it mean in these different situations to do the right thing? I think, for example, uh, of course, and this is very under thematized and something I want to talk about in a little bit in the second piece of this, uh, of, of my comments on, on do the right thing is Mookie's relationship with Tina, who is played by Rosie Perez and is the mother of his child. And there is this constant question of, you know, what is, where is Mookie doing and not doing the right thing? You know, he, he, you know, by Tina's reportage, is a, a terrible father. He's in and out, he's indifferent, he's unreliable. Um, you know, he gives her money, but then he doesn't. And there's this sense of, you know, is Mookie doing the right thing? There's, of course, the questions of race and racism inside the pizzeria. Um, you know, are, the, are Sal's sons doing the right thing? You know, in what way? In what ways are they not doing the right thing? So across the film, we see this, and this for me is especially interesting because the landscape that Spike Lee draws is, I don't want to call it a paradox, but it is this interesting combination. It's absolutely a film about a small place. It's just one corner of Brooklyn. It's not more than maybe four blocks maximum, maybe only two blocks that the entire film traverses. I think there's something so interesting uh, just as a choice that Spike Lee sets up his film in such a small space and, he, and it's deliberate in order to make a demand on him as a filmmaker to take account of this small space in all of its detail. And its detail is not easy. This is not a monoracial or you know, single class space. It is rather a multiracial space and multinational space and multilinguistic space. You have Puerto Ricans, you have African-Americans, you have West Indians, you have Koreans, and you have uh, one white person, and then uh, Sal and his sons who are white, but are Italian, and that, that is a difference that matters in the film. Not that the Italians aren't white, but that the Italians have a different relationship to that part of Brooklyn. There is one of my favorite scenes, and it often skips by the students, and I draw us back to it, where Bugging Out and his friends uh, question, sort of harass, you know, I get in a, a sort of low-level argument with a white man who owns a building, and he's wearing a Celtics jersey, number thirty-three, it says Larry, it says Bird on the back, right? It's Larry Bird, and and in 1989, you couldn't have gotten. Uh, a more blunt signifier than a Larry Bird jersey in Brooklyn, right? The sense of outsider invader. But you have all of these different kinds of people, the way they talk, right? Their cadence, their movement, their values in relation to the neighborhood, and their sense of connection with one another. Spike Lee in that way already gives himself, just in terms of the storytelling and the sound of the film and the rhythm of the film, gives himself a really significant challenge to account for all of those parts of the film, right? All of those elements have to hang together or be discordant, which I think they are, discordant in a way that makes sense as a single film. Now, it's also an aesthetic question that is a visual question. I said in the very first piece where I tried to outline what I think of as a black studies hermeneutic, right, or black studies film methodology, that Spike Lee is interested in three primary things as a filmmaker, Filming, uh, putting black bodies on the screen, putting black people on the screen, and putting black lives on the screen. Aesthetically, he has set him up, himself up a challenge in terms of how do you visually film black bodies? How do you film all of these bodies in the same film? And that's not easy because there are all different shades of black people in the film. And then there are Koreans and there are white people. And when you lay out that visuality, right, it's a challenge to the camera. So I do wanna say just, this is an important part of Spike Lee's aesthetic That he challenges himself with and is responding at the level of the art of filmmaking not the art of narrative not the the art of political commentary or cultural intervention but just the art of the camera how to make the camera capable of filming the diverse shades of of black people and non-black people in the case of do the right thing we already saw that in school days you know school days has a whole range of skin tones and that sort of orangish sepia filter and its haze, which of course is connected to the days of school days. You know, these things go hand in hand to make the camera work with multiple shades of black skin. That is also the challenge of do the right thing, but do the right thing has a completely different aesthetic. And so that's, you know, when I see the two films back to back and I show them in the class and I saw them back to back, you know, within a year or so when they came out, um, they were like films made by a completely different filmmaker. I do think that we expect and it's typical for a filmmaker to have a visual signature. It's so much of Spike Lee's filmmaking is about upsetting that idea of a visual signature from the very beginning you know i haven't talked about she's got a habit but that's a visually it's a black and white it's visually a completely different film than school days and school days is a completely different film than do the right thing but that's because part of what spike lee is trying to do in putting black bodies on screen is to try to tell the camera what to do right that is respect black bodies That requires artistry, that requires craft, and it requires real discipline and precision. I don't think Spike Lee has a better film for that task than Do the Right Thing. But in filling the neighborhood with different nationalities, different skin colors, different kinds of people, different languages, different sounds, different speech cadences, different abilities, different genders, Spike Lee is really um, also sets up small spaces as being expansive and in some sense quasi-global, right? He has covered a significant chunk of the world in this film and put it in the same neighborhood and tried to make sense of what it means for these place, these people to exist in a small space. The heat of the day, right, is famously the hottest day of the summer. And the heat of the day is in some ways how Spike Lee closes off the small space. There is no outlet. No one escapes the small space. Except, and this is a sort of tag for the next uh, comments I want to make, except for the police. But it also means that when we think across the film about the, the meaning of this idea of do the right thing, it's do the right thing at every level in a multicultural, multiracial, multi-ability, multi-gendered, multi-age space. The way age, genders, all, the, all of these things are in the same place. And you have really obnoxious people. I mean, Mookie is obnoxious. Some of the younger people are extremely obnoxious, certainly bugging out in his friends. They harass people, they do the wrong thing, but they also do the right thing. <laughs> and that sense of the movement of the question of do the right thing across the film, picks up on when the mayor says, always. But the do the right thing question that is really important. And the one that, that, that people care about in the film is the moment when Mookie throws the garbage can through Sal's window. I would say that the always and always do the right thing is important in this moment because we can't see that as a single act. There's been the question of who did or who failed to do the right thing all along the way in the film, that the right thing is an accumulative moral question. It is not a moral question in the moment. It's an accumulative moral question that bears on each present that bears on each moment in really significant ways. And that's why that moment when Mookie throws the the garbage can through the window is about the entirety of the film, gathered to that moment. So how do we make sense of that? I on the one hand I, I sit down to teach this film, and I sit down to, you know, after class to talk about it in this in this recording. And I think to myself, you know, I, I don't want to just talk about that scene. But it is the most important scene in the film. It is the climax of the film. And I think the puzzle of is it the right thing or not, is really interesting because it takes on an immediate abstraction in so many conversations. And it's something I try to avoid in teaching it and, and certainly want to avoid in writing about it. A certain abstraction that sees the question of, you know, did Muki do the right thing, as do we have the right to destroy property in acts of rage and perhaps acts of retributive justice, right? Getting revenge and that's a really interesting question and you know people have a lot of thoughts on riots and if they're riots or rebellions and what that terminology means i'm i'm fine with the word riot you know riots are righteous riots are bullshit and they're everything in between uh it is not for me a moral term it's it's a description of a, of a violent uprising of people who feel offended right and if that's the Brook brothers brooks brothers suit people in Florida trying to disrupt democracy in the 2000 election or, you know, the residents of this little corner of Brooklyn in this film and every other version, right? The morality really lies in the issues that they are, are, are addressing in the moment. But if we take that moment to really be what, what the film is about or, or what we always need to talk about, for me it can't be that abstract question of person or property right is it a destruction of property or is it destruction of a person i i just i think that's too abstract and what the question of do the right thing is for me about across the film and certainly is about in that moment and uh, in the film the climax of the film the penultimate scene and then in the scene that immediately follows it right which i'll talk about in a second and then there's an outro scene where it's this you know, children playing, and I want to talk about that as, uh, next time in the next piece. But what that moment is about, about evaluating the right thing, or, or even understanding what the question of the right thing means when Mookie throws that, that, that garbage can through the window, is about Raheem's knuckle plates, right? Love and hate. It's about the King and the Malcolm X photograph, right? One representing, not hate, but violent resistance, and the other nonviolent violent resistance, uh, which both are versions of love and hate at the same time, right? Hating enough to, to rebel, but loving enough to stand up for the people, to, to stand up for justice, you know, however, right? But in that moment, there's this question of love and hate. What would it mean to evaluate the right thing with Mookie when he throws that garbage can through the window? And the thing that I always try to Get students to see, and I think it's important to see, is that uh, to remember first of all, and then see. But to remember that Sal does not kill Raheem. In fact, Sal is all but defenseless on the ground. Raheem is choking him. They've had their conflict. They're fighting, and Sal's losing the fight. Sal's not about to die. He's about to lose a fight. And then the police arrive and the police arrive and they kill Raheem. It's so important, I think it's really interesting how many students forget that and come to believe sort of by the end of the film that Sal had killed Rahim. That's not true, he didn't kill Raheem. It's unclear if he even called the police, right? But what's important I think in that moment is that um, the relationship between Sal and his community is transformed by the police. I want to set aside the question of the police for the next bit. But does Mookie come to hate Sal? There are lots of reasons to think that he comes to hate Sal. Sal, you know, yells the N-word at Raheem. That's what sets the entire fight off. It's not the music. It's not the turn off your fucking you know boombox. It's not that argument. That argument is sweaty and it's loud and it's angry and it has veins popping. But it's the use of the n-word that sets the entire thing in motion and when that sets the entire thing in motion there uh the it it sets up Mookie to have a justification to hate Sal and to join people who are yelling at Sal cheering Raheem to win the fight but it's just a fight that's always important it is not a life and death struggle it is a fight and then does he cap off, Mookie cap off his hate by throwing the garbage can through the window? I think it's always, you know, that's his expression of love. That he has to express his love in the context of hate. He has to destroy the property and it's not just property. I always I will die on that hill, this is not just property. And Sal makes that clear. He's built it with his own hands. It's his family's legacy. And deeper than that, and this is what the entirety of the film establishes, that whatever the conflicts Sal has, he feels like that neighborhood is the neighborhood where he belongs. I'm thinking in particular about um, uh, his conversation with his oldest son, played by John Turturro. And the son is saying, like, why don't we just open up our place in an Italian neighborhood where it can be around our own people? And Sal says, these are my people right? These kids grew up on my pizza. I would get a couple of students who are like, that's unhealthy, you know, <laughs> but the, the, the sense of belonging that Sal has and that the people in the neighborhood have, right? They argue and yell at him and they have, you know, tense interactions, but the, the, he belongs in this neighborhood. And so to destroy it is an act of, 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 of hate because it destroys Sal's world not his property it destroys his world but it's also an act of love because this is the moment after rahim has been killed by the police and the police in that moment triangulate the conflict you have the conflict between sal and rahim and then on rahim's side is a sort of most of the people in the crowd and then on Sal's side his sons but also the people who are yelling like stop 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 which is a lot of people the police come and triangulate that, but when they triangulate it and then they leave with Raheem's dead body, it they do not remain the triangulation. They are not the outlet for rage. They are rather uh, transitory. They come in, they come out. And Sal then has to own the racist uh, murder that the police committed. And that's where he has to really fear for his life. And so when when uh, Mookie throws the garbage can through the window, <coughs> he absolutely saves Sal's life. Right? He destroys the property, he destroys his world, but he saves his life. And so when I think about <coughs> love and hate, Raheem's knuckle plates. It really plays out in that scene as as loving Sal enough to keep him alive and hating him for using the N-word, hating him for being unwilling, as much as he belongs in the black neighborhood, to even alter his life inside the shop, inside the pizza shop, to uh, alter his life even just a little bit by hanging a picture of an African-American, a Brooklynite, right? No uh, Jackie Robinson, right? Some local hero. So that expression of love and hate at the same time is exactly what Mookie's action is. But I think that's why do the right thing, like so much in Spike Lee's films, and this is the thing I keep coming back to, has to be understood <clears throat> and read in the interrogative. It's like, is there such a thing as do the right thing when one works in that matrix or that crossing, right? That, 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 that chiasm of, of, of love and hate what does it even mean to say the right thing right. and in that way i think we have to see the significance of the king and uh, x photo that's across the film that smiley sells right and the film uh, the uh, the photograph in the film i think has been taken by a lot of people and certainly uh you know in my my classwork, Uh, There's a lot of taking that to be one represents hate, one represents love. But I don't think that that's what they represent at all. I think what it represents is, you know, for all of their differences, you know, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. worked between love and hate in the same way that Mookie did. And that what you do, what is the right thing to do is deeply undecidable. But one has to decide. It's deeply undecidable in that moment. Is the right thing for Mookie to do to embrace Sal? Say, I love you, Sal. I'm not gonna betray you. I'm not gonna destroy your property. Or is the the, the right thing to do to express hatred, right? Or do you express both at once in a way that can't resolve into a single good, right? And so that, that, that crossing of love and hate and the way it makes the right thing so deeply undecidable is exactly that photo. It's exactly that photo where they're smiling and laughing. They're not angry, they're not, they're not arguing, they're not in conflict, but X and King are laughing together because in some ways they both dwell in the undecidable. They both dwell in this notion that between love and hate, there is no clear, clear uh, uh, distinction between or clarity of vision of the good. the right and so what it means to do the right thing is to take a leap right to say it's undecidable but one has to decide and when one decides there's violence there's destruction but there's also good we see that in the the final scene where Mookie and Sal meet up and Sal you know says you know he has every reason to not pay Mookie this is not an IRS question he pays Mookie under the table in cash but he meets Mookie because he wants to pay him. Because he loves Mookie. But he wads up the cash and throws it at Mookie's chest. It bounces off Mookie's chest onto the ground, forcing Mookie to pick up his money. Which is an expression of hate. It almost feels like he's spitting on Mookie. And that's that expression of hate, but it's an expression of love to be paying him after he destroyed his building. Right? Or led to the destruction of this building. And the same goes for Mookie who's like, fuck you, Sal, and expresses zero regret, embraces elements of hate. But he also shows up, and there's such it's one of the few times I would say Spike Lee does some masterful acting. He speaks with such affection towards Sal, even in their moment of conflict, which is his expression of love. And Sal gives him too much money, and Mookie gives some back. He's like, I'm not going to let you pay me more than you owe me. That's his expression of love, too. The young person who's broke, has a kid. He's like, but I'm not going to take your money. I'll take what's owed, and that's it. That's that moment of love. Even as he says, fuck you, Sal. I don't want your money. But he does absolutely want the money, right? Because he's owed it, because Sal's expressing love in that moment, too. And I'll end with this, which is to recall a moment where Ruby Dee's character mother's sister, during all of the violence, the fight, the riot that burns down the building, you hear her yell two things. And in yelling these two things, it's not just another character yelling two things. This is where Spike Lee, is a a common thread across his films, especially starting with Do the Right Thing, where uh, elderly men and women uh, come to stand in as the moral message of the film. And she certainly does. Um, certainly there's the 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 sweetness of the affection between her and the mayor Ossie Davis's character but mother sister in the, the the penultimate scene yells two things stop 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 and burn it down burn it all down so she calls for it to stop and she calls for it to all be burned down and in that moment for me If you want to know what the right thing is in the film or what do the right thing means in the film, it actually doesn't lie in Mookie, his action. It lies in the moral center of the film, right? Ruby Dee's character. And what does she say in the moment of undecidability or a moment of decision? She says, burn it all down. Stop. She says, stop. She says, burn it all down. What is the right thing? It is very much like that photograph that dominates the film of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. In the undecidable moment where love and hate saturate every dimension of our being, right? That's what black racial justice struggle is, right? It's to dwell between love and hate, love of liberation, love of self, and the world of hate and the desire for revenge. What does it mean to dwell in this undecidable, like what is the right thing? It means to decide. And it means to decide in one photograph, right? X or king. It means to decide, as mother sister commands her neighborhood to do, stop or burn it all down.